And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. It is Tuesday, December 8th. Something's going on today. I think it's a deadline of some sort for some people for something. Something, something, politics, politics, something, something, December 8th, I think, right? Was today, today was the day that all the certifications have to be done, right? No? 14? Okay. Not our Balowick anyway, thank God goodness welcome everyone jason hunt here live from the bunker that is the super secret underground bunker here at world headquarters at sci-fi for me i am the editor-in-chief i also make the coffee take out the trash i wear many hats today i'm wearing my marvin the martian hat because we're going to be talking about aliens the live chat is open if you are watching live you can also leave a comment if you are watching after we're live. Or you can send an email live from the bunker at sci fi for me.com. And uh, the phone number, if you want to participate, is BR549. And you can talk to our call screener, Junior Samples. I don't know how many people are going to get that, but, you know, it is what it is. Old man joke. Mrs. Boss didn't even react. Because normally, I get some kind of a tilted head and a confused, like, huh, what? She's not even paying attention to me. All right, so that's one less person that I've got to satisfy today. <laughs> oh, now she's shaking her head. Sure, okay. All right, welcome, everyone. Eastland, hello in... The chat uh, did not dress up. Who didn't dress up for you today? I only wear a tie on Saturday morning for Good Morning Multiverse because that's serious news. Because serious news is serious. This, I guess you could say, is kind of serious, maybe? Not really. I don't know. Tonight we've got uh, news. Speaking of news, tonight we've got news from the Star Wars universe. All new Salacious Crumbs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, Jen Finelli will be here on the program to talk about her new book. It is called Neodymium Exodus. It's going to be out somewhere around April or May. And speaking of Exodus... We've got a few things here. This is it, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting story that's come across the social medias and the webs and the interwebs and stuff about aliens, the Galactic Federation. And there's a couple of different things that I want to look at with this, and some of it I will I will warn you ahead of time. Uh, there are going to be pieces of this conversation that go into peripherally 
we'll go into uh, biblical texts, and I'm not going to, I say that early because I want everybody to understand, I am not going to be using this platform uh, to preach about any particular thing, but I just, it's, I want to contextualize a few things as we get through this discussion. So, um, so where to begin in all of this? Uh, let's, let's start, let me see if I can do this, because there are some things in, well, that's not going to work. All right, well, all right, so this is where the story begins. It is in the, the UK Daily Mail, and um, I'm going to apologize ahead of time, pay no attention to the scantily clad women in the, in the, uh, in the right-hand column there. I don't have any control over that content, but this is the headline. Mankind has made contact with an alien galactic federation, but it has been kept secret because humanity isn't ready. Former head of Israel's space security program claims. Okay, there's a lot to parse right there uh, in that we've got somebody who is now, again, this is not in the United States. This is a, a retired lieutenant colonel from the Israeli military uh, who has also spent time in the space uh, the space administration. They're, they're equivalent, I guess they're equivalent of NASA. I haven't really looked into it. His name is Haim Eshad. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He says, aliens are real. They're secretly in contact with the governments of the United States and Israel. There is a secret base on Mars. And we are working in cooperation with them, and humanity is not ready to learn about all of this. What? Agreed. Uh, humanity can't. Humanity can't. Okay. Yeah, but if if this is true, and I'm not saying it is, the first question that I would ask is. Why the United States and Israel? Because that involves certain questions, and you start getting into biblical prophecy and end times and the end of the world and the book of Revelation and Daniel and all these other things. And I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds on that, because you could very easily go for hours in study of Scripture of what the end times are going to be like. And I would... I would say, just based on my reading of Scripture, what the Apostle Paul has written about the end times, the end times started 2,000 years ago in the early days of the New Testament. As soon as Christ rose from the dead and went back into heaven and gave the Great Commission to said, go tell everybody, that begins the end times. And what Paul is saying is live, live your life as if today is the last day. So, and this is nothing new in terms of the predictions of the end. The end of the world is nigh. We've had these, uh, we've had these, these predictions on a number of occasions over the years. They've always been wrong because uh, the, the second coming, uh, if you believe such things, the second coming is going to, is going to happen. It will, it will arrive like a thief in the night. There is no predicting the end times. And a lot of people look at all of the 
peace deals that have been brokered in the Middle East of late as a sign of the end. I will admit I haven't studied it well enough, deep enough to really have uh, a thorough understanding of it. But I don't think it involves aliens. At least not aliens like you would see in Star Trek or Stargate or Farscape or E.T. the Extraterrestrial or, or Alien or anything like that. Those kinds of extraterrestrial beings. As much as I enjoy the idea... As much as a, as much of a fan of science fiction as I am, I don't believe that extraterrestrials, aliens like that, exist. Vulcans, Andorians, you know that kind of thing. I don't think they exist. Now, you could say extraterrestrial beings exist in in the form of spiritual beings, angels and demons and whatnot. Yeah. And and there's biblical text to support that. Powers and principi- you know, principalities and, and, and that sort of thing. So there are, I believe, higher life forms. But I don't think that there are extraterrestrials, aliens like the Greys, you know, what we saw, you know, the Asgard and, and the little great, you know, little green man and that kind of thing. But it is interesting to see this story get this kind of play in the media. Is it a distraction? Is it meant to keep our eye on this one thing and not over here on this other thing? Who knows? But here is the story. Tim Stickings, uh, the byline uh, for, the U- for the UK Daily Mail, quoting from the article, An Israeli space ifish- official has claimed that aliens are real and secretly in contact with America and Israel but are keeping their existence quiet because humanity isn't ready. Chaim Eshed, who was the head of Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years, a retired general, described a so-called Galactic Federation, which supposedly runs an underground Mars base in a secret pact with Washington. He says the aliens had to intervene to stop Donald Trump when he appeared on the verge of blurting out their secrets, he told Israeli paper uh, Yediat Aharonit. I'm going to probably butcher some of these pronunciations. I'll apologize in advance. The 87-year-old Eshed says the aliens will not come into the open until humanity can evolve and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. Eshid did not say how long the aliens have been hiding in the shadows, but said some of the supposed contact had taken place during Trump's presidency. Speaking of an agreement between the U.S. government and the alien visitors, Eshid said the extraterrestrials wanted to work with American agents to study the fabric of the universe. Says the aliens have asked not to announce that they are here because humanity is not ready yet, Eshid told the Hebrew-language newspaper. Yereath Eher... Eheronath, according to the Jewish press. Trump was on the verge of revealing alien existence for the aliens in the Galactic Federation were saying, wait, let people calm down first. They don't want to start mass hysteria. They want to first make us sane and understanding. Well, if 2020 is any indication, there's a lot of work 
to be done before we get to that point. I, I Now, I know that the United States military has acknowledged encounters with unexplained phenomena, and everybody is sitting there going, the Air Force confirmed UFOs and aliens. Well, UFOs, unidentified flying objects, does not necessarily mean spaceships. It is an unidentified flying object. It is basically something that they can't explain. And, you know, the, the joke has been... Uh, the the running supposition has been that we have alien spacecraft at Area 51, and every president has been asked about Area 51. And we've got uh, Obama, uh, President Obama, when he was on Jimmy Kimmel, he was asked about it at one point. Jimmy Kimmel was saying, you know, well, what about Area 51? And, and Obama kind of played with it a little bit. He says, oh, well, you know, we're not allowed to talk about it and, you know, the aliens won't let you w- let you look into it or whatnot. And, and it's a gag. Okay, I get it. But honestly, I don't think that there are this kind of alien extraterrestrial beings for all of the infinite universe that we have uh, we don't have any indication, we don't have any proof, we don't have any reason to believe that there's life out there. At least not like we know it, not as, not as we have life here. Um, but the, the idea of alien life, extraterrestrial life, has always been fascinating and has always been a part of speculative fiction, science fiction, horror fiction, uh, because it is a way for us to examine ourselves using the other as a proxy, whether it's uh, the proxy of, you know, the alien looks at us and kind of turns his head sideways and squints and said, y'all are crazy. Or the alien is us and we're examining ourselves in, in a way that inspires us to be better, to do better. How can we improve? How can we progress? How can we advance? You look at something like Star Trek, for example, and it gives us a humanity. Well, prior to recent productions of Star Trek, it gives us a humanity that has that has advanced beyond the petty disputes of territorialism and greed and and that sort of thing. And it gives us a hopeful future in terms of, you know, aspirations and stuff. I've said before that science fiction has two things. Science fiction has two aspects. One, good science fiction, rather, is either or both inspirational and aspirational. And by that, I mean it inspires us to think. It gives us new ideas to consider, new perspectives, new points of view to take in and gel and mull over and think about. And and whether that causes you to ask questions about some things, ask questions about yourself, do a little self-reflection and self-examination, look at what humanity is doing 
It inspires thought. It inspires contemplation. It also inspires invention and, and, and ingenuity. You look at Star, you know, Star Trek is a good example. Star Wars, we, you know, we've got, got, we've got people that are building lightsabers, real lightsabers. You know, the cell phone and the personal computer and medical technology and space flight and all of these different things inspired by science fiction. We have ideas from Arthur C. Clarke that are now reality with geosynchronous orbit and communication satellites and that sort of thing. So science fiction can inspire inventions, ingenuity, innovation. It can drive that, but it also gives us a better, a better way of thinking, a different way of thinking. But it's also aspirational in that it gives us something to shoot for. It says we can do better. We can be better. We can, we can make progress. We can advance further. Whether it's living longer or exploring space or you know unlocking the mysteries of a certain particular science question that's been out there dogging us for a while the the aspiration is we can do better as humanity and that's something that goes both in speculative fiction and also you know uh, scripture and when you get into these conversations about aliens and extraterrestrial beings, there's always that aspect of, is humanity ready? Will humanity be ready for the aliens when they appear? Now, stop and consider just for a moment. If we're talking about extraterrestrial beings in in the sense of angels and uh, heavenly host and that sort of thing I would imagine that the question of their existence and the and and the discussion of their return uh, their 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 appearance here on Earth would be tied into the second coming and the end times and all of that. And in fact, we've got some some of that. Uh, these these predictions, of course, come out, and you know people are starting to talk about you know the last days, the days of Noah, and and, and you know quoting scripture, quoting Revelation, and quoting you know various different passages of of biblical text. In order to make the case that we are, you know, the tribulations and and such, and of course, 2020 has certainly been a time of tribulation. I honestly cannot speak with authority whether this is the time of the biblical tribulation or not. But people who look at all of this stuff that's going on in 2020, and you know, the peace deals in the Middle East, like I mentioned before, all of these different things in there, and they're piecemealing things together. Now, the 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 alien UFO aspect of it circles back in every now and again. I don't think that there are extraterrestrial beings, alien beings, walking among us. I don't. All due respect to Mr. Ashed, 
I, I'm not sure that this story deserves the attention that it's getting. Um, the, the idea of angels walking among us has, uh, has precedent in scripture, but I don't know that aliens like you would think in, in a science fiction story, aliens are walking among us. Now I could be wrong. It's been known to happen on occasion once or twice in my life. But I'm not sure that I'm wrong about this one. I don't know. What do you think? Are we are we ready? Are we ready for the end times? Are we ready for angels and 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 demons to fight in the in the skies above us? Are we ready for extraterrestrials to descend down into their UFOs and spaceships and land in our state capitals and our, our national capitals and our, our you walk out and say, you know, Klatu Barada Nikto, put your, put your nuclear weapons away. What do you think when you hear stories like this? That, that, and, and why, I, I guess there's a certain amount of ethnocentricity when you come into the idea of aliens only talking with the United States, or in this case, the United States and Israel, because, you know, again, that brings in some biblical dimensions to it. And so people are, are looking at it that way. But the idea of the United States, because right now the United States is the big superpower in the world with the Soviet Union gone. Now, China would very much like to be in that in that tier as well. And they could very well be there. Uh, you know, just land, you know, they've they've landed on the moon. They've taken pictures on the moon. Congratulations to them for that. They haven't put they haven't put men on the moon. They put a probe on there. And that's fine. I mean, I don't know that superpower status is what aliens are looking at if they were if they were to make contact with us, if they have made contact with us, because if it's the case that they've been in contact with us prior, and you know, you go all the way back to the 1940s, if this is if this is true, I don't think it is. But if you go all the way back to the existence of Area 51 and Groom Lake and all of these things where, you know, this research is being done with spaceships. And some people have said that John F. Kennedy had a, had a space alien in the White House advising him. So if that, if that is true, and if aliens have decided to do business with us all the way that far back, then it would imply that they chose the United States over the Soviet Union or were aliens in contact with all of the major superpowers of the time. So is there an alien advising President Xi? Is there an alien advising President Putin? Is there an alien advising President Trump? And by alien, of course, I mean, you know, extraterrestrial. Now, now, people say there's aliens in the Bible. Well, no. There's the word that gets translated as alien. But you have to stop and consider, too, that in the New Testament, it was written in what's known as Koine Greek, 
which is a dead language, and the meaning has not evolved. So if you look at the original Greek text of the New Testament, the meaning of the words have not shifted. But the, the word for alien, uh, foreigner, visitor, you know, that kind of thing. If you're, you know, and we even talk about it here in the United States, a resident alien is somebody who is not a citizen. It doesn't mean somebody who is from outer space. Sorry. I, I, I don't think that the Bible would sit there and go, yes, there are extraterrestrial beings. There, there are extraterrestrial beings, but not in the sense that you would think in terms of like Wookiees and Ewoks and Tholians and Andorians and whatever Yoda is. I'm not sure that it works that way. But of course that raises the question if if the the universe is designed if the universe is so infinitely big why would humanity on one little insignificant planet be the only life in the entire universe it's a good question it is a it is a question worth contemplating because you could flip it around because the the way it's normally asked implies that humanity on this little insignificant ball called earth is humanity is in and of itself insignificant but if you turn that around and you think about our position in the universe if we are the only intelligent, sentient life in the entire universe. Does that not make us more significant? Does that not make us more special? Because we're it. And if you subscribe to the notion that the universe was designed whether you believe in God as creator or if you believe in an intelligent design, somebody just wound up the clock and, and let it go. If the, if the idea of design is in place, then design implies intent. And if we're the only humans, you know, if we're all, the only sentient species in the entire universe, by design... That should be significant. I would think it is significant. I don't know. I, I don't have definitive answers on a lot of this stuff. I think it's interesting, I, dare I say fascinating, to see some of this discussion about extraterrestrials, about aliens. Um, you know, there are all sorts of reality shows and science shows and documentaries and docuseries and all these different things examining the question of whether or not we're the only life in the universe. And every time a probe sends back data that there are signs of life on another planet, it really does fire up the imagination. And it inspires people. And of course, you know, we get some of our best science fiction involves the other 
But as we've talked about, and we've we've uh, spent a significant amount of time on it, but we've talked about this on on the H two O podcast. The idea of the other, you know, whether it's an alien being from another planet, or if it's you know some spiritual being or or a magical creature or whatnot, the idea of the other gives us a a, a proxy for examining ourselves. And I think in that, the extraterrestrial serves more of a purpose because it is a way for the author of the piece to, to say something, to make a statement about something, to, uh, to evoke a reaction about who we are what we're about and I think that's the more significant element of it I, I'm, I'm not sure that sitting there saying there are aliens in our midst does anything for us there's no benefit to it okay fine if, if, if there are aliens how, how does that change my life what, what impact does that have whereas I could read a, a book or I could watch a television show, or I could watch a movie that makes a significant point about something that makes me think. That's longer lasting than the knowledge that we are potentially not alone in the universe. In and of itself, the idea that we're not alone in the universe doesn't matter. Because what does that do? Nothing. If they start throwing rocks at us then maybe that would be you know that that would be significant i would think but i don't know that you know it, it, there's the joke that if there's intelligent life the the main sign that there's intelligent life out there is the fact that they haven't visited because they take one look at us and they go nope not gonna do it and i can see that there's a certain amount of uh, truth to that. I don't know. I just thought it was just an interesting little news bit. I mean, this is this is always kind of fun to watch and to look at and to poke at and and to see what's going on. But this. This Chaim Ished, I'm again, uh, apologies if I'm saying it wrong. He's got a bachelor's degree in electronic engineering from Technion, master's degree in performance research, a doctorate in aeronautical engineering. Uh, he was part of the Israeli Defense Force Intelligence Division in Research and Development, assigned by the IDF Military Intelligence to study for a doctorate in aeronautical engineering in the U.S., He's been the head of research and development for the Intelligence Corps. He retired uh, after his military service. He was employed as a professor at Technion's Space Research Institute. I'm assuming that's in Israel. 1981, established and became the first director of the Challenge Program, a unit of the Administration for Research, Development of Weapons and Technological Infrastructure in the Defense Ministry. And they're responsible for satellite projects. So he's he's involved in... 
the part of the Israeli defense ministry that has to do with space. October 2011, he retired from the defense ministry, having directed the launch of 20 Israeli satellites. So he's not without some degree of credibility here in terms of his background and his experience and knowledge. Um, there's a book that is based on conversations. Uh, author Hagar Yanai uh, interviewing Eshed. The book is called The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Chaim Eshed. He could be speaking with some authority here. Or at the very least, his understanding of things. But I don't know that there's a base on Mars. I'm pretty sure there's not a base on Mars. But that's just me. What do you think? Leave us a comment. Let us know. Send us a thought on uh, on email. Live from the bunker at sci-fi-for-me.com. I'm going to do uh, this as a short show today, just simply because this is this is uh, this is enough of a topic in and of itself. I don't want to uh, just kind of cram in something else here, but um, yeah, it's we'll see where it goes. I don't know that's going to go anywhere because it never does. These kinds of things come and go. You know, we've had people that have. You know, waited for the comet to take them away, and the you know the end of the end of the universe, and the end of the earth, and the end of the world, and and all sorts of predictions have been made in the past. Nobody is going to see it coming. That much I know. And not everyone will be ready for it. That much I know. Whether there are aliens out there, extraterrestrial beings, we'll see, I guess. So, anyway, all right. Jen Finelli in here tomorrow uh, to talk about her new book. And then Thursday right now, so far, we don't have anything lined up. So if you've got suggestions for a guest, you can send us an email and let us know your thoughts. And uh, we will have the latest Star Wars news rumor and speculation tonight on our brand new salacious crumbs 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central live here on sci-fi for me tv and then of course just a reminder real quick that uh, our saturday morning news roundup good morning multiverse is at a new time 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central which was our original time uh, that we're back to that so uh, don't forget, on your way out, if you want to hit your thumbs up and uh, share the links, uh, if you are not subscribed yet, we do invite you to do that. Have your notifications turned on so you know when we go live. And I did some research. You can feed this uh, YouTube channel into an RSS reader if uh, that's what you prefer. And, of course, the podcast version of these shows are available on the what I call the Sci-Fi for Me Radio Network, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Double Twist, Podcasts.com is where is where the the audio files live. All of those different podcast players where you can find this show, 
So check that out if you so uh, prefer. And we will be back with Jen Finelli tomorrow right here live from the bunker. Thanks for being here, everyone. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2020 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.